What do movie special effects, wildfires and demolition dust suppression have in common? The answer is one man, Steve Wolf. After a career in which he set things and people on fire for entertainment, Steve Wolf has perfected the art of putting out those blazes. Now, having applied that know-how to tackling America's wildfires, he's turning his attention to the control of dust created by explosive demolition events, and he plans to achieve that by creating a man-made Category 5 hurricane on wheels. In this exclusive interview, Steve Wolf explains what brought him to the field of demolition and how he intends to control dust by making it rain. So before we get into things, Steve, explain to me yes. your background and your career path, because you really haven't come to demolition by the most obvious route, have you? Uh, Mark, I certainly didn't get here the normal way. Uh, although I, I did spend a lot of time blowing things up, it wasn't in the course of intended demolition for the most part. Uh, I worked as a movie stunt and special effects coordinator, so I was blowing up houses and cars and lighting people on fire. Uh, for entertainment value rather than for the value of removing something from its solid form and turning it into dust. Now, my understanding, and we, we, we will get onto the solution itself in a second, but my understanding is that the solution to dust suppression that you've come up with wasn't actually originally devised for demolition, but for fighting wildfires. Is that correct? Uh, that's right, Mark. Um, when you light a fire on a movie set, there's an expectation that you're also the person who's going to put it out. So in the course of lighting many types of fires, uh, I developed many different methods for suppressing them. And one of them was by taking uh, generous amounts of mist and blowing it uh, using powerful thrusters like jet engines into the fire. And I found that by blowing mists into fire, not only could you suppress the fire, you could move it entirely. You could move the the materials that were burning, push them away. And so by scouring away the fuel source, you could also you know, get the fire out. Um, and then I was speaking with a, a friend of mine in the demolition industry about how this technique uh, could be used for fire suppression. He said, well, could we use this also for dust suppression? And I said, I can't imagine why not. Uh, we're basically making rain. And when you're trying to suppress dust, what you're trying to do is match the particle size of whatever is airborne with the size of the particles of, of water. And we use a surfactant treated water so that it has a better propensity to bind with what it touches than to bind with itself. As you know, water loves water, um, but surfactants make it much more easily bindable to other airborne substances. So the strategy that we've developed now is using jet engines to deliver thousands and thousands of gallons of water per minute uh, into the air as a way to precipitate airborne dust. We'll come on to just how one goes about getting their hands on jet engines in just a second, but we, we have kept people waiting long enough. What exactly is this solution that you've devised? So the solution is called Pyronemesis. And it is a, a, a method, a patented method of taking 
water droplets and driving them terrific distances using a jet engine powered vehicle. So I'm using a logging skitter because uh, both fires and death suppression incidents take place in areas that are you know, hard to access. So a logging skitter can get just about anywhere. And then we use jet engines to drive atomized water into the air to create essentially a category five hurricane on wheels. And this allows us to deliver a tremendous amount of water to the air so that as you're dropping a coal tower, for instance, and you're generating all this silicate dust and uh, other nasty chemicals, uh, we can bind them and precipitate them within 20 seconds of a demolition. We can do an 80 to 100,000 gallon rainstorm right over the site and, and drop you know, all the things that you'd prefer not to breathe and that other people, if they do breathe, will likely sue you. A Category 5 hurricane, that's, uh, that's fascinating stuff. I mean, what sort of distance are we talking about here? Obviously, traditional dust suppression, where we're talking about sort of dust pulse type um, equipment, we're talking about sort of tens of metres. Just how big a throw has this um, system got? We're looking at a two to 300 metre throw. Uh, we tested the effluent from our nozzles, and we were getting 100-mile-an-hour winds at 470 feet from the nozzle. It is the obvious question. How does one go about getting their hands on a jet engine? <laughs> well, jet engines uh, work really well on airplanes, and to make sure that they continue to work well on airplanes, they do something called timing out. Uh, this is not something engine does. It's something the FAA does. And the FAA says that after an engine's been in use for 30,000 hours, boom, that's it. You, you had your luck in the sky. Let's not push it. Let's let's send you to a scrapyard. Uh, well, unfortunately, <clears throat> for jet people, they have to buy these airplanes every 30,000 hours, get the new jets. Um, but for the purpose of turning them into giant fans, they work perfectly well. So you can get these jet engines from uh, air, aircraft surplus parts. And the, the engine that I'm working with is called the TFE-731, which is developed by Honeywell. Uh, 40 years ago, it's been used on uh, airplanes like Learjets. So everyone knows how to service them. They're, they're readily available everywhere. And we can just plug and play, bolt them in on our machine and be ready to go within an hour if we have to swap an engine out. Just thinking through the technology here, and, and obviously there is a lot of um, wind force, for want of a better term. Is there not a concern that you're actually just blowing the the dust further away? Depending on where you are, blowing the dust further away could be a good thing. Uh, if if the, the prevailing winds are bringing the dust towards an occupied area and you can push it back and delay its precipitation to the ground uh, to happen in another place, that's a good thing. Uh, so what this technology does is it gives you the ability to to be the wind uh, you can decide where you want the wind to to blow what direction you need it to go in in order to minimize the amount of damage done by the dust so if you're in an occupied area you blow the dust away towards an unoccupied area but you blow the dust with a lot of moisture so that you're precipitating it as well as moving it and getting it out of the air as quickly as possible once you've got it to the ground in, in a liquid form, then it can be vac vacuumed up and all those chemicals can be disposed of safely.
just thinking about um, things like an explosive demolition event now, uh, where you you get a lot of dust in one big one big blast. Yes. Would you be looking to deploy more than one of these machines, or is is one sufficient for for that kind of operation? In all likelihood, we'd triangulate uh, a, an explosive demolition so that we can surround it. We can drive the column of dust up in one spot and then have it fall in that spot. And we would deliver 80 to 100,000 gallons of rain simultaneously with the demolition, with the detonation, uh, so that as soon as the the particles are being driven from their solid state to their duftiest state, uh, they're being hit by rain and brought to the ground. There's there's a part of me that wonders about this idea of, of creating that much rain, in inverted commas, in one big hit. What, what effect does that have on the surrounding terrain? It wets it, Mark. It makes it really wet. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, we're, we're not going to create mudslides. We can turn it on and off at any point. Um, but what we're really trying to do is not create a tremendous amount of water. We're trying to create a tremendous amount of water particles. So for, for any given gallon, uh, you know, you could have either 17,000, you know, raindrop sizes, or you could have, you know, 250,000, you know, microparticle sizes. So depending on the size of the nozzles that we use and the pressure that we drive it at, we can control the particle size. And the idea is to try to get the particle size of the water one to one size to the particle to the average size of the dust particles that we're trying to precipitate. That's where you get the most attraction between the water and the dust and the, the highest amount of precipitation of dust to the ground. So is this a living, breathing product right now, or is this just a concept at, at this moment in time? This will be a product that you can rent in the near future. The technology was tested by the Russians in the 1990s with a product called Big Wind. And if you if you queue up something called Big Wind uh, video on um, YouTube, you'll see this enormous Disney-like monster, which was a tracked tank equipped with the jet engines from two MiG-29 jets. And then it was fed with six four-inch hoses to create a tremendous amount of very highly driven water and mist, which was used for fire suppression in Kuwait. Uh, they put out oil wells with it, and then they stuck it in a museum, and it was never seen again. Uh, but that that technology, you know, was was very well proven in that experiment. Um, really, any way that you can turn water into mist and drive that mist where you want it to go works. Uh, Red Adair, you know, when he was putting out oil well fires, was using the shock wave from dynamite. The problem is it takes a long time to reset the dynamite. But if you can use a jet engine, you can continually deliver that thrust for, you know, in, in, until you run out of jet fuel. And by the way, uh, these jet engines can also run on common diesel, which is not an approved FAA flight fuel, but works perfectly well for driving these jets to push mist into fire and to push mist into dust clouds. So what does it take to bring this, this concept and this proven technology to fruition? Does it literally require a demolition contractor to say, Steve, come and help us out? 
the ideal would be a demolition contractor who says, Steve, we want to put this technology to work and we're going to put some seed funding in so that we can get your prototype built quickly, get it out here, get it tested, and then give you a big order for lots of them. Uh, a pre-funded order even would be nice. Uh, but basically that's where we are in it right now is that we're, we're raising seed funds to build the civilian prototype model of this and then we'll get that model out on site you know both at wildfires and at demolition events uh and and prove its value and then go from there you've already mentioned the uh, the name of the website where people can find out more but would you like to deliver that again so that we can go and uh, get people to go and check it out yeah absolutely uh, I've, I've posted everything i have about this project at pyronemesis.com. Um, I'm, I'm open to suggestions on an alternative site name for our dust need friends. Dustonemesis just doesn't sound so good, though. Um, but uh, the, the concept works the same. Uh, it's basically we're just, we're just making a huge cloud of rain right over your demolition exactly when you need it with the right particle sizes for dropping that cloud. And... Uh, I'm hoping that you know someone watching this will would like to get in on the ground floor of this business, put some funding into it, and help me build the prototype. I know there's a lot of equipment laying around these days too, a lot of earth-moving equipment, all of which acts as a great base vehicle for this technology. Steve, that's absolutely fantastic. I, I know you're you're actually on site at the moment, and you're dealing with. Um smoke and fires as we speak so probably best to let you get back to the day job isn't it <laughs> yeah we've we've got uh, a lot of fires coming through here these days and we're we're very busy prepping the ground uh, with long-term retardants to try to minimize the effect of fires coming through here uh, and the pyronemesis technology will also be used for spraying large areas of vegetation with long-term retardants and fire suppressants so that we can protect them from the effects of wildfire. That's fantastic. Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. I wish you every success with uh, with your job today, uh, even more success with the pyronemesis. I am honestly looking forward to seeing one of these things in action. I can't wait. Thank you so much.